Your source for Big Ten Talk. It's Off Tackle Empire. Well, here we are. Welcome to Ohio State on Off Tackle Empire. Uh, Y'all knew that we were going to have to get here eventually and um, really talk about what you can only describe as the Big Ten's version of the heat death of the universe. Um, death, taxes, OH. Like, essentially, think about if uh, Infinity War had just been the last Avengers movie. Yep. Like, if it had just ended like that, and I-O, Thanos is I-O, Ohio State. IO is inevitable. Indeed. <laughs> Once again, I'm Steve Braun with Andrew Koscheski and uh, his dog R2. My dog is currently suffering from um, weird, from, 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 I don't know, cowardice. She's not over here. Social but... anxiety. Um, today is canceled as far as Moon is concerned. Yeah. yeah she, she just was not really feeling it today. So, anyway, so we're, we're, we're down to three correspondents here, but... I think that we can still deliver a, a reasonably measured opinion on Ohio State. And what I'm wondering is this. Just how far do they have to reach to get that bulletin board material? Um, pretty far. And, but the thing is... It <laughs> is it like the Patriots saying, Nobody believes Nobody in believes us! When you've you know, when you've won six Super Bowls that year, nobody um, believes in anything but the Patriots in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I guess if you had to write, I mean, like there is a scenario when you can say to an Ohio State locker room this fall, everybody is saying Michigan's going to win the conference because they are insanely, unbelievably, as we covered in the Michigan episode. Everybody is projecting Michigan to win the conference, even though. For, again, pretty much the last 20 years now, it's been Ohio State's conference to lose. The times when they aren't the best team in the conference are a surprise and an anomaly. And that that, that doesn't change because Urban Meyer is gone now. Because was he really there last season in any functional capacity? I mean, the, the looks he had on the sideline, he looked like he wanted to die. So... Is there I, really a... I thought he was going to have an honest-to-God aneurysm against Maryland. Yeah. Do you remember what he looked like in that game? He looked like he wanted to die. So it, the I get the questions about a new coach. It's true that Ryan Day has never done it before. But he, damn if he wasn't actually running that team last season. He was prominently involved in the recruitment of a lot of this very, very talented roster. And again, it, as you mentioned before we got started, he, he oversaw an offense where Dwayne Haskins rewrote the passing records for a single season, most of them by a wide margin. Yeah, the only, the the only reason you're not going to see him in any career mark is because he was only there for a year as the starter, and now he's in the NFL as a starter. Yeah, I mean, I want to say... Let's, we're, I, I said that he, uh, that he broke the Big Ten single season passing records by inconceivable margins, but now that we're actually on the Ohio State podcast... Uh, I wanna. I, I don't wanna know. Bear that out. I think didn't he break it with like a game left to play? Oh, he did. But I, I I remember seeing the numbers and seeing how ridiculous the margins were. I just want the margin was. I just want to 
I just want to put the actual numbers in front of people so people understand that, How I mean, good this offense run by Ryan Day was? Because if, if you're going to blame it on Haskins being being just, you know, a phenomenal talent coming out of high school, then, oh boy, <laughs> look who's replacing him. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... Well. Is uh, a, a player who who was only... The only player that 24-7 rated higher than him in his class was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. So, who was... Who was, I believe, their highest-rated recruit of all time? Certainly, highest-rated quarterback. Yeah, and so uh, this this thought that losing Haskins is going to be a showstopper for the Ohio State offense is going to be mistaken. Um, which brings us, you, you mentioned Fields. Let's go ahead and talk recruiting because, boy, you know, if you're, if you're looking for cause for concern for Ohio State, they really did slip. They fell off a little bit of a cliff there. All the way down to third place in the conference, only 14th in the country. That's, you know, I'm not sure if Ryan Tate's going to get this done. I have to start looking around. Who's the next top coordinator? I mean, they Who's only the had 17 scholarships to give. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 because they kept the guy from the last staff, so they experienced essentially no attrition other than the usual batch of departures to the NFL. And yeah, so Michigan had 26 guys, and <laughs> and they still didn't beat. They beat Ohio State by six spots with nine additional players. Uh, <laughs> yep. So, lest you start beating your chest if you're a Wolverine or a Nittany Lion, um, take go ahead and take a look at the 2020 rankings at the current moment. By the way, if you get it in your head that maybe Ohio State's going to slip a little bit, you are hilariously wrong. Uh, they're going to continue to be the most talented team in the conference, even with the way Michigan and Penn State are recruiting, by a considerable margin. Finally found it. Do uh, you want to take a guess as to by how many yards Dwayne Haskins broke that record? I'd say by six or 700. Uh, Nears makes no difference, 900. Uh, he was actually the first 4,000-yard passer in Big Ten history. Oh, well, that's a damning enough indictment. Curtis Painter itself. got to... yeah. I gave it away, but I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, to what school did number two through seven go? I would have guessed Purdue. Yeah, you would have absolutely, because you got Curtis Painter, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Curtis Painter, David Blau. Uh, oh, Curtis, shit. D- yeah, David well, that just, Blau that last, last year. year. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I, yeah. I believe that. Drew Brees, and then, then you got C.J. Vacher, and then Jim Everett, Purdue. I'm a little bit surprised that JT Barrett's not up there. Hmm. For that well, from that 2015 no, I, season. He's actually not even. They I mean, ran the ball for passing yards. Shit, yeah, and he that was the year they had, ran the ball. That was the year they had Zeke Elliott and Barrett ran the ball. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Actually, uh, right. yeah. Let's I see. There's okay. Yeah, there's uh, there is another Ohio State quarterback on this top 25. Any idea who it is? I'm going to go with Todd Beckman. <laughs> no, I don't. Joe Germain. Okay, even further back, yeah. I, hmm. Yeah, let's see. So, how about the two Michigan State quarterbacks? Got to be Cook and Smoker. Smoker. Is this him both times? Nope. Another one that's not Cook. It's not Cousins. It's Cousins, 2011. Huh. I thought Cook had broken and beaten most of Cousins' marks. Well, all right. Ben Chappell in 2010, Indiana, is 23rd on this list. So, yeah, the Big Ten's not a passing conference. If you try to pass, you can get onto this list. Um, 
There's two Illini quarterbacks on here. Um, I wonder, man, you know what I wonder? I wonder what place on the Big 12 list would be number one in the Big 10. I, it's got to be outside the top 10. You know what? Uh, sports mm-hmm. reference is just such a brilliant thing. Tell me. That, yeah, I can. Tell me how And this far is the down. Big 12, so this is only going back to 96. Yeah, so tell me. Yeah, that, right. And so even just in the history of the modern Big 12. Yeah, 4831. Come on, it says that it's loaded, but okay, forty-eight, thirty-one. That would be that would be seventh, actually. Okay, well, so goddamn, that's. I mean, honestly, that's even better of a of a, an assessment of what exactly yeah. Ryan Day orchestrated Holy shit. last year. You realize that there is well, yeah. Take a guess as to what school uh, six of the seven uh, above. That Dwayne Haskins year would be. That'd be Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. BJ Simons, Graham Harrell, Pat Mahomes, Cliff Kingsbury. And then Mason Rudolph rounds it out. Which means that, yeah, uh, Dwayne Haskins threw for more yardage than an Oklahoma quarterback has in the Big 12. Yeah. I can't imagine that anybody. Before that, they were running a wishbone. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so. Oh, that's wild. So, yeah, it, I, it's fine to appreciate Dwayne Haskins for the season he had, but to suggest that the guy who put all that together is not going to be able to carry it over with the talent they've still got and the recruiting they've got coming in is, uh, boy. Um, hey, how about how about this? Just one more of these. By how many touchdowns do you think he broke the single-season record? Eight? Eleven. Wow, I'm 39 for Breeze, 50 for Haskins. Gosh, so that means, so there hasn't even been a 40-touchdown passing season before last year. No. Uh, 50 touchdowns is, is a number that I remember. Like, Dwayne Haskins put up better numbers last year than Sam Bradford put up when he won the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't really even in the Heisman picture. I mean, he was there, but nobody expected him to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, mostly because nobody thought that he was going to win the national title, right? I suppose. That's pretty much what we're doing. You now, really have so. to put on a spectacular highlight reel well, or I mean, win the national title. I guess it's fair to say Kyler Murray really should have been the guy anyway. But, yeah. Um, so, let's talk then about what this means for about where Ohio State's going to be on the field this year. Dwayne Haskins being gone is, for a typical program, a catastrophe. They're just going to plug in one of the most talented transfers who's ever transferred and uh, probably going to keep on rolling because this is a, an offense that's a little more tailored for a mobile quarterback than it was for Haskins anyway. Well, not to mention, I mean, yeah, after that, whenever Justin Fields goes, they know they can literally just ask any quarterback playing anywhere in the country to go play for Ohio State, and they'll just be eligible immediately. For no reason. For, for no, no actual apparent reason. reason. It's just because, oh, the, there was a guy at a baseball game who was mean to me. and so, Well, no, 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 no. Literally because he found out later that somebody had <laughs> overheard a baseball player in the stands at a Georgia football game use a racial slur to refer to him in a sentence shouting to put Fields in the game. So he used a racial slur while lobbying to put Fields in the game. Too fucking stupid. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, is there any doubt that if Fields had decided to go to say Illinois, that he'd be sitting on the fucking bench with Luke Ford? I mean, yep. Like, it's the most nope. absurd thing. It, you know, whatever. That's just 
Ohio State, know your privilege because you don't actually deserve to have Justin Fields on the field for you this fall. But he's going to be there anyway because you're Ohio State and nothing ever goes wrong. The good news is he hands the ball off good as fuck. Yeah. So, he is gonna, there's going to be some offensive turnover around him, okay? They're replacing three stars on the offensive line. I uh, like Justin Fields' only career highlight besides that. Oh, the, the, hilari- the most which is, hilariously yeah. obvious fake which is, punt I mean, it's probably a worse play than the Colts' fake punt. Because, like, it mattered a lot more. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, and then you look Running a fake punt into a base defense. Into Alabama's base defense. <laughs> Running a fake punt into a base defense. Into Alabama's I, base defense. I am never, ever going to be able to believe that that actually happened. From a guy who's a, whose last name is Smart. Like, it's in his name. <laughs> so on the nose. Ay, 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 So, as I was saying, Ohio State's got some turnover on the offensive line to address. They also have a whole bunch of high-quality weapons gone. Terry McLaurin, Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon, Mike Weber... So that means all that they have left then is K.J. Hill, J.K. Dobbins, a whole bunch of other guys with multiple initials. Um, you know, they had Chris Olave, who exploded in the last couple games of the season. Uh, they've still got Austin Mack. They're, they've got plenty of options. Maybe this is the year they finally decide to use Demario McCall, who, hey, Demario, you probably could have done some shit at Michigan State. You would have played there, because God knows we didn't have any playmakers the last couple seasons. But I digress. Um, they've got plenty of four- and five-star wide receivers sitting in the cupboard, including one of those three five-stars in their 17-man class, Garrett Wilson. You're going to see him some this year. They're going to be okay. I mean, it may take them a couple weeks to find their new cast of guys, but the schedule is not such that they're really going to need to be operating on all cylinders right away. Now, we'll get back to why that's interesting in a minute. Defensively, kind of the same story. It's another year, another bunch of guys gone in the NFL. Um, Nick Bosa was obviously picked really high, but he was hurt so much the last year that they learned what life after him was like anyway. And Draymond Jones is arguably the bigger loss because... He actually played? He actually played, and every team's got an impact defensive end in this conference, including Ohio State, because they still have Chase Young. They don't have an obvious successor to Jones on the interior. But yeah, even losing Bosa and Jones, they've got five-star defensive end, Zach Harrison, coming in. And their secondary is still going to be juiced, like loaded with five-star guys. Jordan Fuller, Okuda, Sean Wade. The only potential vulnerability spot here is linebacker, where they've had guys get injured, they've had guys underperform. Um, it's gonna, I, I don't really, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who's gonna play at any of their linebacker spots. I don't know if Tuff Borland is back. I know he was badly hurt last year. Um, I think Browning ended up getting hurt too. I can, I'm, I'm not even sure if I've got the names right, but I, they've had injuries there and other guys who have been healthy have not quite played to the standard of guys like Raekwon McMillan. So that could be a vulnerability, but the line and the back end are gonna be good enough that you could put your average college football linebacker in there, and they would do just fine. Uh, so the schedule thing that I mentioned a second ago, they open with Florida Atlantic, and that's not going to be a problem. But week two, a potentially saucy date with former Buckeye head coach disaster interim Luke Fickle and the fight in Cincinnati Bearcats, 
who 10 wins, I think, last year. Yes. And they return a whole bunch of those guys. Including, including Michael Warren. Michael Warren. Who the is headlining the, running back. Who is the truth. And it's in week two. And Ohio State does have a lot of new guys to play. So maybe this is still a game at halftime. Is my point. Um, looking at the conference schedule. Some tricky crossovers with Nebraska and their wonky little lead option. I mean, Indiana fans have got to feel good about the fact that they get to get this out of the way in the middle of September, you know, the the whole the the whole chaos team, oh they, man, it's going to happen. No, that, it isn't. But, but that's happened a couple times the last couple years and it's I've kind of had the impression that it has sent Indiana into a little bit of a not a tailspin, but it's certainly knocked them back a little bit. Like it's it's hard to look like it, it come, was it last year that they played him in the first week or was it the week before? Hasn't that happened recently where Indiana and Ohio State yeah. played, like, week one? And so yes. then, like, in the... Or week two at the latest. But so, in the first couple weeks of the season, you're Indiana, you look at the standings, and there's Ohio State 1-0, a whole bunch of teams with no games, and then 0-1 all by yourself. It's yep. like, fuck, man! Like, <laughs> especially if, as has often been the case for Indiana, you do manage to keep it close. Um, boy, I don't know how we got into this depressing Indiana place. But for Ohio State, a lot of the tougher games are at home. Only road games that would be of real concern would be Nebraska. And sure, in a vacuum, Michigan's on the road. That could be tough. But are the Buckeyes concerned of, about winning at the big house? No. no. Well, you know, the reason I'm concerned about Nebraska, if I'm an Ohio State fan, is that they've established that what they do is they go on the road once a year and completely forget how to how to play football and if that happens they could lose by 50 to nebraska because that's an offense that could put up points very quickly and that kind they're of not going to do it at northwestern they're not going to do it at michigan it has to be by process of elimination nebraska because it's sure as shit not going to be indiana wouldn't it be funny if it was indiana though? oh it would be amazing <laughs> would that like would that be that would be better than Purdue last year or Iowa the year before. It would be no, the that best. Would, that would be, it that would be w- the best. That would be Illinois 2007 tier as far as the neutral observer is concerned. Yeah, that would, that's a God tier hilarity game for the neutral observer. That's Alabama losing to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Or Hugh Freeze. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the question is, I mean, what path do they possibly take to not winning the Big Ten again? You have to find me, in my mind, at least two conference games that they're going to win. Because it, alright. They're going to lose. Or, yeah, they're going to win. Right. So, and that's taking for granted that Michigan is going to run the table otherwise and not, you know, and the conference won't be in play then. So let's, let's say that this is the year that Michigan finally beats them. Do we think Michigan is otherwise only going to lose one game? I don't think that. I don't know. Maybe they, I mean, if they beat Ohio State, will they? Because it's at the end of the season. Will they have lost other games by that point if they're able to beat Ohio State? Maybe not. Maybe. But no, the only path that they lose the conference is if they lose to Michigan. That's first, foremost, and I don't think it's going to happen because it. Why would it not have happened last year? Why? Yeah, like, we, we do this seemingly every year. 
<laughs> How does Ohio State lose the division? It, they have to no. What that what has to happen is they have to lose to a Big Ten East opponent who is having a division title year. Yeah, and it's I, and that. That's the only the only time that happened, and it has been they fucked up against Penn State or Michigan State, and so far it hasn't been Michigan. Yeah, 2015, they stubbed their toe against MSU, and because of the tiebreaker, they ended up losing the division. Penn State, same thing. They lost to them head-to-head. Yeah, the only And then Ohio State kept Michigan from winning the title by beating them. Yeah, so if you want to know what's the path through Ohio State not winning the title, it's, it's basically one of the other conference or division powers has to have that standout year that they have every couple years. And I'm I'm talking really about Michigan State and Penn State because we haven't seen Michigan do it yet. They have to have one of those years, and they have to lose – Ohio State has to lose to that team because the tiebreaker is brutal because even if Ohio State loses to one of those teams, they have to lose another game for that to matter unless their opponent wants to just run the table otherwise. So is there – yeah, it's obviously it's possible. They haven't won every conference title, but – they're almost they're in the game more often than not because that path doesn't manifest very often. So basically, it's Ohio State probably to the playoffs until it's proven otherwise. Eat at Arby's. Yeah. One thing I would like to point out is that had Justin Fields not come into the fold, <laughs> you would have had Tate Martell being backed up by Jagger LaRoe and Gunnar Hoke. Did. So Martell transferred after Fields came in? Yeah, okay. yeah. I couldn't remember what order it came in, but yeah, I, I think that did happen. Yeah. Turns out that the guys he's now playing at Ohio State are not ass, my dude. Your source for Big Ten talk. It's off tackle. Empire!